Coming to you live from Norman, Oklahoma. It's our special NBA pre-draft show where we are going to break down everything about the NBA draft. And it's your listening on your favorite podcast. It's Burgers and Brats with your host Braxton Poe and Matt Lawrence. Happy National Play Monopoly Day and happy birthday to Mickey Mouse. We've got a great, great episode of breaking down trades going down in the NBA and what we predict for the NBA draft coming up here shortly. Uh, first, make sure you're following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brats. And stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brats. We have special guest, NBA analyst, Mason Walden here to join us to break down NBA trades and the NBA draft. Mason, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to uh, get this going. You want to give out your socials for everyone listening? Yeah, you can uh, find me anywhere uh, at just Mason Walden 7. Uh, pretty simple, pretty easy to find me. Pretty easy. Matt, uh, let's dive into some blockbuster trades going down. Um, already happened in the NBA so far. Yeah, that's right, Braxton and Mason. Good to have you on. It has been a busy week, and we knew this. When the NBA was going to lift the moratorium, when you're going to be able to do trades, um, a lot was going to happen, and a lot happened even before it could happen. Let's talk about what isn't really the big trade anymore, but it started everything uh, for Oklahoma City. So Oklahoma City trades Dennis Schroeder to Los Angeles for the 28th pick in tomorrow night's draft um, and Danny Green. Um, now, now, fellas, I mean, you look at this deal. I was shocked. I, I thought, why are you getting rid of Schroeder? Uh, <laughs> this is a good piece for Oklahoma City. They've got bigger plans. You know, they're, they're going to tear their team apart. I was shocked by this move, though, uh, to get rid of Schroeder. Mason, I mean, you know, you, you, you follow Oklahoma City. Um, I mean, you're, you like the Thunder, right? I mean, it, what, what, do you think, what are your thoughts about this? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it makes sense. Um, obviously, the Thunder are going to be rebuilding. We'll, I'm sure we'll get to the CP3 trade uh, later on. They're trying to shred all all the money that they have. Um, they're showing no signs to re-sign Gallo at this point. Um, so, yeah, the set, I think it, it's roughly a $17 million cap hit. It made sense to try to get, get him out of there. And to be able to get the 28th pick, that's a big pickup, especially in a draft that, again, we'll get into a little bit later. Um, it's widely believed to have a lot of players in the late first who will be contributors later on. So they think that they can get someone there. Then Danny Green is someone who they can uh, then turn into another asset later on. Um, I don't see him being on the Thunder for long term uh, if he's even there when the season starts. But he's another piece that you can flip. Yeah, I would. Yeah, go ahead. I wouldn't even trade. I would not take Danny Green for a PS5. He is so bad. I do not want him on the Thunder team. I was I was shocked by them trading Schroeder to the Lakers because if they were going to go into rebuild, I thought Schroeder would be a great uh, starter for the Thunder uh, for the future. I thought he was a good fit, especially since we knew they were going to trade CP3. So I, I'm pretty uh, shocked by that. So that wasn't the only move Oklahoma City uh, made already. Uh, they they traded the Phoenix. They traded the Phoenix. Chris Paul and Abdel uh, Nader. Um, Phoenix, yeah, sending to Oklahoma City Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, uh, Ty Jerome, uh, 
Jalen, and I am going to botch his name. I, I don't know how to say it's his like last cool, name. I think. I think it's like cool. Like cool. Like cool. Okay. And a, a 2022 first rounder that's protected uh, in the first, the tw- uh, first 12 picks. Um, I, you know, when I saw this deal go down, I was shocked for the sense of, that it was good that Chris Paul was going to Phoenix. I, I didn't think that was going to be the destination. Destination. You heard 76ers. You heard Milwaukee. Um, but we knew Chris the Paul Knicks. was going. Yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, exactly. We knew Chris Paul was going somewhere. Uh, Mason, Thunder again, making so many moves. And do you like you like this return? I mean, you get another draft pick, and they have 17 draft picks for the next seven years. But do you do you like this? Who they got back? Oh, team. I love it. I love it. I love uh, Uber. I think he is a phenomenal 3 and D type of guy. He obviously has insane length and athletic ability. Um, I think he's a piece that you can kind of build around. He's not going to be your superstar max contract player uh, per se, but you already think you have that with SGA uh, in Oklahoma City. And he's young. He fits the timeline. He's He could be really good. Not to mention that Rubio, again, like Danny Green, I don't think he's going to be in Oklahoma City for long. Um, I think he'll be flipped even if it's for like a second-round pick just for some kind of future asset. I don't think he's here long-term. Um, you've, you've already seen him uh, tweet a couple things that make you think he doesn't necessarily like the trade, um, like that he's in OKC, so get him out kind of relatively soon. I think that happens. Pat Jerome, he showed that he could be a piece. Um, we'll see. He obviously had that unbelievable tournament run with Virginia a couple years ago, um, shown to be a winner. And then uh, the the guy, Jalen um, Lewinowski, I think that's uh, how we decided to say his name. Like um, <laughs> you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I know next to nothing about that except uh, on his basketball reference page, his nickname is Baby Westbrook. So... <laughs> If that's anything of note, we'll see. But he's baby Westbrook. I'll I'll take that any day as a throwing piece in the trade. Yeah, I, I mean the Thunder fleece the Suns. Uh, they got they gave up CP three of that massive contract. Uh, Bill Nader does, hasn't done much for the Thunder, but he got Ubre, Rubio, Jerome, Lequeu, and a twenty two first round. That, that's that's pretty good trade value. That's that's pretty good for an old CP3. I'm going to miss CP3, but I, I was shocked that he went to the Suns. I mean, they gave up a lot for aging a superstar. Just I think they can sneak in to the playoffs this next year. I don't think they'll be a top six seed or above that for sure. I think you guys can agree on that. But I, I think they can definitely sneak in. They wanted to get to the playoffs, and I think they can. Yeah, yeah I mean, this sure. was a... he's a great fit next yeah. to Booker and Aiton. Yeah, Phoenix is going to be a tough team. Oklahoma City, I expect to take a step back uh, next season, but I didn't think they would do anything, and I don't think anybody thought they would do what they did last season. Um, this is going to be a, a whole new Thunder team, and we'll see the direction they go again getting younger. Um, they've got a new head coach. We know Billy Donovan now with the Bulls. Uh, this is going to be a fun team to watch and maybe one of the most exciting teams in the league in terms of very young talent and what they can piece together. And um, their new head coach, uh, I'm going to botch his name too, I think Mark Dugnall, um, he has done very well in the G League and has a great track record in development. So Oklahoma City, yeah, you're, you're in a rebuilding mode still, but very much can still be pretty competitive um, but we'll see. Sam Presti has been a mastermind these last couple of years, and he's not done yet. Uh, a lot more coming. Um, 
let's talk about what happened late last night. It's like, okay, the in the 11th hour, late, late at night, big trades, massive trades from Milwaukee to try to keep Giannis to stay. And uh, the first one being Drew Holiday, the big name out there, going from New Orleans to Milwaukee. New Orleans gets Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, three first-round picks, uh, two pick swaps in there, and one of the picks being the 24th of this year or tomorrow night's draft. Guys, is Giannis staying now? Is it guaranteed? Or do you think he will still take time? I mean, people saying he's going to sign that Supermax here very soon. Is that going to happen? And what are your thoughts? I mean, is this where you thought Drew Holiday would be going? No, he, he's staying. He's he's going to get that Supermax. Uh, he's still in his prime. Get your money now. Uh, and you're getting players to go chase a ring. So uh, you don't have to worry about that right now. Uh, but I did not. Yeah, I didn't think Drew Holiday would be going to the Bucks. The Bucks gave up a lot, a lot just for Drew Holiday. Uh, they're going to try and make their run. And uh they were good last year. They should be even better this year, adding shooters and a nice talent and holiday. This this is the year they, they've got to go get that ring or at least make the finals or uh, win the Eastern Conference. Uh, but Giannis, he's staying for sure. They've, they're putting pieces around him. Uh, won't have much depth getting rid of those players, uh, but go get your money now, big man. Greek freak. Yeah, I mean, obviously Milwaukee is uh, gearing up for a finals run this year. Um, they're kind of mortgaging the future, kind of like what Houston did last year to go get Russ. Um, and they're trying to make sure that they have a chance to win this year. Do I think that that leads to Giannis uh, signing the max right away? I'm not so sure about that. I think if I'm Giannis, I'm looking at it as I like the sign that the organization wants to win. I like the way that they're going. But also... I have a chance to explore free agency, and yes, I could sign the Supermax this year, or I could go the Kevin Durant route and make just as much money <laughs> signing two-year deals um, and being able to choose my team long-term. So I don't think it's a guarantee he signs with Milwaukee long-term still. I think it definitely helps, and it definitely gives them a much better shot of winning it all this year. So Milwaukee was not done after that move. Immediately uh, working with Sacramento to do a sign-and-trade. Milwaukee is getting Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Sacramento is getting Dante DiVincenzo, Ursan Ilyasova, and DJ Wilson. Another deal, I mean, this team has now really, they've got a super stacked lineup, a starting lineup, and and now some depth to it. I mean, yeah, you're, you're not losing the guys they sent out really last night are not. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he get, got rid of them. It's they, well, George if, Hill. If you're, if you're Eric Milwaukee, I mean, yeah, but you're replacing them. With George Drew Hill Holiday. played a good part. Yeah, yeah, but that's two good players for one. I mean, he's Holiday's good, but he's not. He's not Russell Westbrook or um, Steph Curry or Dame Lillard. No, but I think he I think he's a better piece off the ball. Kind of the Chris Mill kind kind of the way that Chris Milton can play. You let Giannis control the ball, drive in, and then you can kick it out to them. Um I think Drew Holiday is a better three point shooter than Eric Bledsoe is at this point in their careers. Um then again, but you're right, losing George Hill off the bench, that hurts. And they give up three free future first round picks. Uh I mean they didn't give up as much for Bogdan Donovich, but three future first-rounders is a lot for yeah. one player. And you're yeah. giving up two pretty key players. But Donovich, he is uh, 
as Matt probably knows, he is one of my favorite players in the league. I do, I do really like him. I like, and, and it's a lot of because he's underrated. I don't feel like he gets a lot of appreciation, but he can play with the ball in his hands. He can play with the ball off, uh, off the ball. Um, he shoots really well. Um, so I really like that move. I think it's actually more of a move uh, reactatory to last offseason when they lost um, Malcolm um, Bogdan uh, mm-hmm. to the Pacers in a signing trade. I think they've realized how much their bench missed missed having him, a playmaker off the bench, to be able to go in and do that. And I think they went out and they got uh, Bogdan this offseason to replace that. You know, they're going back to this Drew Holiday deal. I saw today uh, on Twitter that the Celtics apparently were offering Gordon Hayward and three first-round picks for Drew Holiday, and New Orleans declined that. Um, I mean, you you compare both of those. I mean, do you think uh, which deal do you like better? I mean, I mean, obviously looking at the situation, but Celtics, uh, they, I mean, they've had a lot of picks over the last couple of years uh, with deals that they've made and three first round picks in Gordon Hayward compared to three first round picks, uh, you know, Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. I mean, do yeah, you think pretty, this is, which deal do you like better? Uh, pretty similar, but I'd say Celtics as Gordon Hayward. I'd rather have Gordon Hayward. I've been, he hasn't been the same since my ankle injury, but I think I'd rather have Hayward. Uh, I mean, I think if I'm the Pelican strictly looking at it, losing a guard, I want to get a guard back. Right. Um, Losing Drew Holiday, I already have Lonzo Ball on the roster, which is awesome. Like he's he's good enough point guard to be able to handle the ball, but you're losing your second ball handler. You want to get a ball handler back, and Hayward isn't necessarily that. So, and again, the the three first round picks from either side, they're not going to be any different. Boston and Milwaukee, for the foreseeable future, they're going to be going down to the wire. So they're going to be taking. Picking picks into like yeah. the first first round, so I like the return that uh, New Orleans got more. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at the East, and we've you know the East has been a laughing stock. It's been very, uh, it's been all West for the last couple of years or for the last while, and and it's still there's some weaker East teams that make the playoffs, but we're seeing strength now from the top. We're seeing more teams, uh, you know, the Heat, the Celtics, uh, Milwaukee. Uh, you know, these teams are, are getting stronger and have played well for the last couple of years um, at a consistent level. And so this is going to be fun to watch with the East, what's going to be happening here in the East. Um, this is this is not – there's no clear cut, I don't think. I mean, you can see this super team, if you will, in a way, uh, the, you know, the super team of the Nets. Um, you know, this all-star lineup you're seeing with Milwaukee and the Celtics got good pieces, but they look what the Heat did. Uh, this is going to be a fun battle for – the Eastern Finals. I mean, going into next year. I mean, would you guys agree? Yeah, especially with the Nets. <laughs> they get James Harden as well, but they're already um, they're going to compete next year with Kyrie and KD. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, and uh, let's let's talk about just the problem Houston has. Houston's got a major problem. Uh, this is a team that has already traded Robert Covington for first two for first uh, two first rounders. Um, and Mason, I want to get your take on that in a second. But um, if they trade Russ, if they trade Harden, I mean, this team has just imploded right before our eyes. But today they're saying they have no problem being uncomfortable and keeping both of them and just 
trying to get through the season. Uh, a tough way for new head coach Steven Silas to come to Houston and say, you got, un- you got big stars who are very unhappy and one out. Uh, Mason, um, what is, how does Houston fix this? Can they fix it? And is Harden going to be out? Yeah, there's no way they can fix this. Whenever you're going to have to come out and start saying, we're okay being comfortable. Yeah, we're our two superstars. Yeah, we're we're good with them being upset. Never mind that the uh, four other key role players, they're complaining about what went on last year too. Um, no, everything's fine here, right? No, no, it's it's a disaster. They have a culture issue. Um, Harden obviously wants to go play with Durant, and the most recent rumor that I've heard is. The, uh, the Rockets are demanding either Kyrie or KD back for Harden. <laughs> Which, I mean, there's, there, there is no way that that happens. Um, but the return they got for Covington is awesome. Um, I honestly don't think he's worth a mid-first mid round pick and then a future first um, on top of Trevor Ariza, who I think is very comparable to Covington at this point in their careers. But so that's a that's an awesome return for them. Uh, well done on that front office. But you have to think who's uh, who's the head coach of the Nets now? Steve Nash. Who did he bring on as one of the assistants? Mm-hmm. Mike D'Antoni, right? Smart. Um, where does remember Mason? Kyrie said they don't have a head coach. <laughs> that's right. Kyrie did say that they don't have a head coach. It's a buddy system, but but D'Antoni's now on that coaching staff. Um, D'Antoni loved Harden. Harden loved playing for D'Antoni because that meant that he had the ball in his hands at all time and he had free reign to shoot whenever. Um, and all of a sudden, Harden now wants to go play New Jersey or in Brooklyn with the Nets. So I think there's a little something cooking there. And you also have to wonder with Harden, is he trying to prove to uh, OKC that he was better, that he was not the problem in the big three that they had at one point? Um, all he has to do is make it to the finals with one of the other two players, which he wasn't able to do with Westbrook, but now he's going to try to do with KD. So, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of an ego play by Harden. And I, I, personally, I like watching the Rockets implode, implode a little bit, but I want the best for Russ. Well, it's, it's, just, it's just so big to see, I mean, how fast this has happened. I mean, this Rockets team you know, was great. I mean, you know, they, they did well. They very much underperformed again in the playoffs, but they were good in the regular season. I mean, it looked like at the beginning, Russ at Harden, this was great, a great bring back the friends and let, you know, play together. But um, how shocking if, if this Thunder team just implodes in the next couple of weeks and they are in a full rebuild. I mean, that is a shocking last six months of what could have been. Um, and it only helps the Thunder. Very true, Braxton. Go ahead. What you want? To, what you want to say about him? Well, I, I just one word for hard turning down fifty million dollars a year. Just idiotic. Go get that yes. money. I mean, you're you're not gonna go join Katie and Kyrie in New York. Uh, the, you don't you don't want to join Katie and Kyrie. Frankly, those are two fragile egos. Uh, they're not gonna be um, very good compatible together playing for the uh, same team. Kyrie. LeBron could hold Kyrie in check. Katie's not going to be able to hold Kyrie in check and vice versa. 
So, uh, and both Katie and Kyrie were coming off season-ending injuries. Um, Harden's been pretty sustainable his career, uh, not worried about injuries there. But one one false move by one of them, and they're gone. And it's just down to two left. Uh, I, I don't I don't see it happening. There's I just think it's dumb. Just go go get your fifty million Harden. Uh, you and Russ run it back. Uh, maybe add some more shooters. Uh, see what happens there because they were playing great great basketball before the uh, COVID break. It's gonna well, be tough. After they oh, were go ahead, playing Mace. fine, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be tough. Proof play that it. you can't you can't win without without someone taller than six six. That you're running yeah, out there. That's true. That's true. They're so determined to prove that you can win that way, and yeah, it didn't work for them. And how are you gonna win if Harden does get traded to Brooklyn? How's Brooklyn gonna win with three players? Because you know Houston's gonna ask for the entire roster to come back. You know, the Brooklyn roster to be traded to Houston. For James, yeah, and not exactly. only three players, three ISO players, yeah. So I, I, you know, it'd be shocking if it happens. I also saw that you know it looked like that the trade trading hard into the 76ers wouldn't happen because we know Daryl Morey, the GM of the Rockets, is now with uh, 76ers, but they're saying that the Houston Rockets owner wouldn't trade uh, Harden to you know his friend. Um, so they I got Meek Mill recruiting him out there. <laughs> Who knows? I don't think Meek Mill's going to help. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> um, fellas, any other? I mean, w- w- this is can be changing by the time this we we this episode goes out, and uh, you know we're at pre-draft. I expect another major trade probably minutes before the draft happens. But um, yes. any other thoughts on on any trades? Anything that went down before we move on to our next segment? Mason, you got uh, any no. first? All right. Uh, I got a few. I, I, I'm pretty. I'm shocked. Kind of shocked that DeRozan uh, wanted to stay in San Antonio. Uh, thought he'd maybe want to go somewhere to contend. Uh, talk about the Lakers. That would that'd be a super team right there, honestly. Uh, but Andre Drummond staying in Cleveland. And then I saw uh, Rajon Rondo. He's offered about. Uh, they're saying he's offered two years, fifteen million, but he really wants to go to the Clippers. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Should he go to the Hawks uh, for two years, 15 mil, or go to the Clippers for some reason? Oh, you go to the Clippers, you have a chance to win. And at this point in his career, that's all it takes. And again, Rondo, what is he best at? He's best at distributing the ball. What do the Hawks have? They have a young superstar in Trey Young. And what is he best at? The ball being in his hand, deciding whether to take the shot or pass it. He's one of the best in the game at doing that. Yeah, that's a good point. I I, I can't disagree with that. Uh, you know, Braxton. You know my feelings on the Clippers. That still carries over, um, and that's not changing. But um, I it makes sense if you go for that ring. They've got a better shot than Atlanta does at this time, so you would go to the Clippers. Now, granted, I do want to say I don't see Rondo going anywhere except the Lakers. I I think he ends up back there for less money. Interesting. So we'll see what happens. Braxton, what uh, what else uh, you want to talk a little bit about before we get into the you know the big the big topic of the night, talking about the draft? Um, just a couple things, some other news that has come out today and around the, around the sports. I haven't, world. I haven't seen that much coming out. Um, sports world, sports world wise. Yeah. 
Uh, Drew Locke, uh, my quarterback, is just playing awful. He's got the bruised ribs. Might not play this Sunday. Don't let him play. Just put someone else in. See if we can get a win somewhere else. He's not. He's the white John Elway quarterback that he loves. So until we draft another quarterback who is actually going to be really good, I, I don't even care. And then uh, Drew Brees, uh, broken ribs. How long is he out? Uh, he may be back this week, right? Well, I, I didn't know. At one point, I thought it said uh, it could miss a couple Maybe. weeks. I haven't seen the latest update, though. I I have not they, seen that. They were saying, like, he could be back this week. I'm like, this dude just broke a rib and had a collapsed lung. Well, it's Drew Brees. I mean, this guy is a competitor on all different levels, and uh, so I, it doesn't shock me at all. He He's going to play if he wants I mean, Jameis Winston was not bad, um, but it, when you got Drew Brees, you want to go with Drew Brees. Uh, but Jameis, if he has to fill in a week or a couple of weeks, it was not terrible. But again, you'd rather be going with Drew Brees and have Drew Brees. Even if he thinks he can go and still produce, that's probably better than what we're getting from Jameis. Yeah, you've got the expanded uh, playoffs anyways this year, so Saints shouldn't have a problem. Uh, what are they, tied in the NFC South? Oh, uh, I think they're uh, leading the division. They have the uh, tiebreaker over Tampa. All right, so they've got a full. They've got a game lead then for sure, at least. Uh, I I think they're fine putting Jameis or or uh, Taysom out there for a week or two. And yeah, then, do so. uh, um, you see the news today uh, in the college basketball world um, about Wichita State? Greg Marshall's out. He resigned. Did see that? Yes. So that. What a terrible, terrible thing to do. Yeah, uh, the investigation that was you know ongoing about uh, former players and the things he said and choking out coaches and players. I mean, um, that's yeah, that's pretty awful. So you know, but it hey, was bound don't feel to bad for him. He's going to get eight million. <laughs> he would. He is. Should be a terrible person. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he so will probably pick up a coaching job soon. School. Yeah, so it's disappointing. Yeah, definitely is. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, there's not a whole lot of news um, that has really come out. I mean, we, we're just gearing up. Basketball has been busy and about to get super busy tomorrow night. Yeah, and a quick baseball word: uh, Cody Bellinger is having he announced he's having surgery. He'll be out ten weeks on his uh, sprained shoulder that he hurt in the World Series. So, yeah, played the last few games on a. On a bum shoulder, still got a ring. It's yeah. Cool. It's impressive. Yeah, I mean, you think about it here and I mean, ooh, we'll get winter meetings coming up here soon and start talking about baseball again. I mean, it, it, because of COVID, everything is like we just ended basketball and now we're back at it again. Um, and baseball, even though is still on the same track, it, it just seems like we're about to talk baseball again. It just, it's crazy. This is such a, it's weird. <laughs> such a weird year. It's wild, that's for sure. So, Braxton, anything else before we talk about the draft? Are we ready to break this down? Nothing else. Let's break down this NBA draft, and I'm sure by the time this draft hits, only half of these teams will have those picks. And you are probably right. So, here's what we'll do. Fe- exactly. Here's what we'll do, fellas. Um, we'll break this down into groups of five. So, we'll, we'll go down. Uh, Mace, we'll start with you. We'll hear your first five picks. Um, and then Braxton, and then I'll wrap it up, and we'll just kind of keep it going like that. Um, the Just to tell everyone right now who's got the first five picks, we've got Minnesota, Golden State, Charlotte, Chicago, and Cleveland. Um, again, teams that were not 
were not good uh, this year. And so, Mason, we'll start with you. Let's give us your uh, top five picks, and if you have got any, um, you know, commentary with each pick, why you think they're going to go, whatever, feel free to add that. We'll start with you, my friend. Yeah. So I actually have a, a small switch up in the top three picks. I have Charlotte moving up to number one with Minnesota. Um, I think they're, from all reports, it sounds like they're enamored with James Wiseman, um, the center from Memphis. Um, so I think they're going to, if they want him, they have to move up above Golden State to get him. So I think they make that move. They get him. They have their center of the future. To go with Devontae Graham and uh, um, Scary Terry as their point guard. So they've got a couple guards that are at least league average, and they get their center of the future. So then I have Golden State. I believe they're going to be looking to move down. I couldn't find a reasonable trade partner with them. But uh, they stay put. They're going to take Anthony uh, Edwards from uh, Georgia. I think that they like him a little bit more than Lonzo or Lamelo Ball, mainly due to Lavar Ball. They don't they don't want that in the clubhouse, especially because they're going to be back to contending for a championship next year. They don't uh, want Lavar? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy, but the guy who said that his oldest son is a lot better than Steph, uh, <laughs> you know the the franchise for the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't want that guy around. Um, but Anthony Edwards, he'd be a, he'd be a great uh, sixth man off the bench for them, just kind of a dynamic scorer. He can do whatever they want, kind of run the offense on his own before, after a couple of years, he moves into the starting lineup. So I think that's a great piece for them. Then Minnesota at the number three pick, they're going to get who they would have taken at number one, and they're going to get LaMelo Ball. Even though they have D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony, uh, Anthony Towns already there, um, they're going to take him because he has the most value, the most future uh, trade value, and they're going to just got, try to roll with that. And I think that's going to be at least – that's going to be the most uh, mellow place for him to land. <laughs> I um, like what you did there. Nice. Right. And I, I do think he needs kind of that uh, mellow landing spot without the spotlight on him because, again, he is a ball and the spotlight will find him. So then <laughs> Chicago, I have them taking uh, Denny Avadija. Um, Might have messed up his name. I probably did. He's the forward from, I believe uh, it's Israel and I think that he goes there. I think that's the fit for him. Uh, Chicago's new GM, he is highly tied into the European basketball ranks, right? So if anyone's going to know how good this guy is, it's going to be him. Um, I believe they trust him, that they see someone who can handle the ball, distribute the ball, while also being pretty pretty good size uh, player. Um, so I think, I think he ends up there. And then at number five, I have um, Obi Toppin going to Cleveland. I think, again, you get a power forward, even though, even though Cleveland has both Drummond and Thompson tied up for next year. Both of them, I believe, are on the last year of their deals. And if you're Cleveland right now, you're so bad, you cannot be concerned about where your contract money lies for the future. Um, so you take someone who you believe is going to have the best future for you. You already have two young point guards, Colin Sexton and um, Darius Garland. Um, you think at least one of them can be your starter down the line. You don't need to pick someone who can 
who has to have the ball in their hands. Obi Toppin can be a very good pick-and-roll player with whichever point guard you decide. And that's how I have my top five going. Again, it's Wiseman, Edwards, Ball, Avigier, and Toppin. Wow, props to Mace for having trades out the gate. First pick. Wow. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, Timberwolves, I've got, uh, same with you, LaMelo, Ball, man. 6-7. He can ball. Uh, elite passer. Elite passer. Uh, Minnesota just needs any player to win. Uh, why not take the star, get the free publicity? You need it all, Minnesota, because you've been bad lately. So take take LaMelo Ball. Take all that free press. Uh, Golden State, I got James Wiseman uh, going there. Uh, immense size, defensive ceiling, ability to be dependent. He's got a dependable jump shot and I, I don't think he makes it past uh, pick two for sure, but Golden State, they're going to need him for their championship run next year because Golden State will be back. Then number three, uh, Hornets are taking Anthony Edwards. Uh, I, I've got him third just because he's not the 7-1 uh, James Wiseman. He's 6-5, but he's NBA ready, uh, ability with scoring. Uh, but he, he does need to work on his uh, overall efficiency and level of engagement, but a uh, pretty good stellar college career. And then the Bulls, uh, I'm, I'm going to botch this name, Onyika Okungwa. Oh, my God, that was bad. Good Matt, try. help me out. Help me out. Onyika Okungwa, probably. Cool, yeah, probably botched it. All too. right. <laughs> uh, great shot blocker, and he can avoid fouls. Uh Got to read the rebounds to get those. And then the Cavs, you can't be any worse than you already are. Uh, just just take whatever's up next. Whatever uh, Woj and the ESPN analysts put out for you, just take that. But I've got uh, Denny Abdija. I hope I said that as well as Mason did. Uh, but put some shooters back in Chirac. Get some shooters back in the Bean City. No trades. Uh, I have no trades like Mason did. I'm sorry, but uh, that's my top five. So I, I think uh, we're going to have definitely similar top threes. Mason, I almost have the identical top five. I just uh, switched to. So I've got Minnesota taking LaMelo Ball. I've got Golden State, James Wiseman. Charlotte, Anthony Edwards. Chicago, Denny Abaji. I can't even say it. Can't even say it. I see it. Can't even say it. And Cleveland taking Obi Toppin. Again, this when you talk about Cleveland, you talk about Chicago, you need to take the best available you you need to just take i mean obviously the fourth and fifth round you got pretty much almost everyone available to you you just need to take the best player in your mind and i saw today uh kind of a surprise uh i think it was the score that put it out on twitter but that the bulls are looking at possibly florida state's patrick williams and maybe them taking him with their fourth pick as he, they see him moving up the draft board pretty quickly um, but again chicago you got Billy Donovan now. See what you can do. And I don't know why I feel very excited about that because I don't. I don't know why I said that so excited. You got Billy Donovan. That's not <laughs> something. Yeah, you got Billy Donovan. We'll see what happens in his era of basketball in Chicago. But, again, you're when you're Cleveland 2, you're just trash, <laughs> and you need anybody, and you need somebody you can turn into a star. Yeah, um, Chicago Chicago has yeah. Billy Donovan, but you know what they don't have? They don't have Russ Westbrook or Chris Paul. Take that to the bank. That is right. 
Mace, let's hear your six through 10. So just to remind everyone, this is Atlanta, Detroit, New York, Washington, and Phoenix. So I have one more trade in this. Uh... Oh my gosh. Whoa. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Where's the little uh, ESPN bell thing? The da 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 da. You know, the little draft music. Because, I mean, we've got a trade alert here. What's going on? Um... Uh oh. Oh, no, that didn't work. Okay. Use the wow. whistle. Okay. Oh, we got a trade alert. I only, I only have two trades in the first round. So this is technically the last one. But And they're in your top ten? I love it. <laughs> it's they're in, they're in my top ten, yeah. So with Atlanta, I have them taking Therese Halliburton, for the point guard from Iowa State. I realize they already have Trey Young, one of the best young point guards in the NBA. Um, hear me out. Halliburton, he does not need the ball to be successful. He can play off the ball pretty well on offense. And he has the size and the length to be a great defensive piece in the NBA. And what do we all know that Trey Young's deficiency is? It is the fact that he can't play defense. Um, so pair that with around a 42 to 43% three-point shooter in college. You got Halliburton. I believe he's a perfect fit in Atlanta. And then my trade is at number seven with Detroit. I have them trading down with Boston. Boston will be giving up their first two of their three picks in the first round, which is 14 and 26 to Detroit. And Boston will be moving up to take Onyeka Okawu um, because what was shown in the playoffs was that Boston really needs another center. They can't just rely on Tice to be out there the entire game. As much as I personally love Grant Williams, he's not a, he does not have the size to be an NBA center. Um, Anawuka can answer that. He's really good defensively. He can get rebounds um, and really just feed to their wing players and point guards. That is the strength of the Celtics. So they use that draft capital they have to move up. And then the Knicks, I have them taking Killian Hayes, the point guard from France. Again, you are so bad if you're in New York right now. It is a horrible team. You take the best player available. I think Hayes is, especially if it's a point guard, because he's going to be the guy who's going to be leading your franchise out of this. You already have a center in Mitchell Robinson. You have a wing in Kevin Knox, who they have both shown to be something. And then you also have R.J. Barrett, who you have a lot of faith in. That's a lot of potential. You just need someone to control the ball and get the ball to your playmakers. And hopefully he hits. If not, well, in New York, you'll be in the same place five years from now as you were five years ago, <laughs> which is horrible. Um, <laughs> and then at number nine, Washington, I have Isaac um, Oroko, the uh, forward from Auburn. A couple years ago in March Madness, we saw him suffer the brutal injury. He came back. He played really well. He's known for his defense, and he has the potential to develop into a really good offensive player. Um, for Washington, what you're hoping for is John Wall comes back from his injury, and he's back to where he was. Bradley Beal continues to be the all-star that he is, and uh, this is a really good wing piece that you can add, add to that core. Uh, at 10, I have Phoenix taking Siddiq Bay. Um, he is someone who, as a Mavs fan, I was hoping he'd fall to 18 just a month ago, but it's clear he will not be falling that far. Um, but he is what you call a perfect 3 and D guy. He's from Villanova. 
He plays excellent defense. He has the size. He has the length um, as a small forward to cover the best player on anyone's team. And he has the knockdown ability to be able to hit open three-pointers. And when you just add someone like CP3 to Devin Booker and Aiton, you are in win-now mode. And this is a guy who you can plug and play right away. He's going to Phoenix, and he's going to be a playmaker. All right. Uh, for my sixth pick, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Obi Topin, or Topin, however you say his name. Uh, but he shot 63% from the field, 39% from three-point. Uh, so another great shooter along with Trey Young. Uh, Pistons coming up next. I got Patrick Williams, uh, pretty standout defender, uh, but he can also ISO, hit mid-range, hit a three-point, and get Blake Griffin some help out there. Uh, Knicks uh, coming at number eight. I got Tyrese Hillibart Halliburton. Uh, bring some change to New York. You need something. You haven't been good in decades. Uh, Halliburton's got great court vision, good angles, can knock open the three as well. And the Washington Wizards, um, Isaac Okoro, uh, great passer, passer, team first guy, being compared to Iggy. Uh, so that's pretty good comparison if you're Isaac. And then number 10, uh, Phoenix Suns, Devin Vassell, or Vassell. Uh, they need a wing, good wing to pair with CP3 and uh, Devin Booker since uh, they're losing uh, Kelly Oubre. All right. Well, Mason, I, again, I, I've got some similar, uh, close to similar picks from you. Uh, you know, we're starting to see some variations um, for Atlanta. I, I see when Big 12 meets Big 12, I'm going Tyrese Halliburton as well um, with that pick to Atlanta. Uh, to Detroit, I've got Isaac Okoro from Auburn. Um, I like, again, as I Braxton, uh, you saying get uh, Blake Griffin some help. I think this would definitely be Isaac would be some help. Um, again, the dumpster fire in New York. I've got Killian Hayes. I agree with that. Uh, take anybody, New York. Take anybody, but choose wisely because the fans will boo you. They will boo you with this pick, no matter who you pick, probably. Um, Especially if they're from Europe. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> and then we'll see uh, Killian Hayes on the Dallas Mavericks in two years. Um, right? I mean, that's just how it goes. Um, Washington Wizards. I've got Onyeka Okongwu, um, and I've also got for for well for Phoenix. No one mentioned his name yet. For the Suns, I've got Precious uh, Achua from Memphis. Oh wow! Uh, going, to go on, yeah, in the top ten. Um, so yeah, got him cracking top ten, and that's who I got for the Suns. So let's go to eleven through fifteen. Uh, we've got the San San Antonio, Sacramento, New Orleans. Uh, number 14, Boston, who they got the pick from Memphis a while back, and Orlando at 15. Mason, who's going to the Spurs at 11? So I have Patrick Williams. I'm, I guess, the lowest on him, but I have him going to the Spurs. He has what the Spurs look for in frame and potential. Um, and if anyone can develop that kind of potential out of someone, it is the Spurs. So I think he goes there, and he later becomes a star because, again, it's San Antonio. Um, Sacramento, I have them taking Devin Bessel. This is uh, back-to-back picks um, from Florida State. Um, this is just someone who, he's a great great scorer. He can space the floor. So when you have someone like Fox running the point, who's going to drive and kick a lot. You want someone who can shoot really well, and that is Bessel. I'm just hoping that Sacramento takes him in and actually develops him and doesn't, 
let them just fall to the wayside like they have with so many of their other picks. Um, then at number 13, New Orleans, I have them taking Aaron Naismith. Um, what do the Pelicans need now that they have Zion and Lonzo as their future to go with Brendan Ingram? They need people who can catch and shoot and space the floor. That is exactly what Naismith is. He had a good career at at Vanderbilt, um, being able to do that. I think he's a good fit there. Um, There is some talk of them picking point guard, but again, they traded for the 24th pick. I think there are plenty of point guards later on. They take a wing early with a point guard late. So then at 14, Boston's original pick, this is where I have them trading to uh, Detroit, of course. Um, and I have Detroit taking Jaden McDaniels, someone who they think that he could go as early as seven to Detroit. He's a very gifted scorer. He's a forward. You can go in. He can drive and score that way. He can catch and shoot. Um, that's who I have them picking. Again, I believe after the top three, everyone else is kind of mixed in. So they get someone that they could have taken that at seven, at 14, with an extra pick. And then at 15, I have the Orlando Magic taking Kyra Lewis, the point guard from Alabama. Um, this dude, there's one word to describe him, and it's fast. He is the fastest player in the draft, and if there's anything that we know the Magic like to take, it's length and athletic ability. So this guy has a little bit of both at the point guard position, um, he slides in well with Fultz later on. Um, they're both going to be starting together because Fultz does not have to play with the ball in his hands. Um, he can play a little bit off ball. And uh, just imagine the fast breaks with Cowra Lewis Fultz running with Aaron Gordon at a, as a power forward and uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac as a small forward. I mean, it's kind of athletic ability. Um, that's what I have going at 15, and I love that fit. I really hope it happens. You have uh, who who did I say? Who'd you have to the Celtics or the Detroit pick? The Detroit pick, I had Jaden McDaniels. Yeah, that is, I have him falling way back. Ooh. So we'll see what happens there. But um, 11 Spurs uh, look like they're in rebuild mode. They still got DeRozan, though. But if you're a rookie, um, I got Killian Hayes going to the Spurs, but if you're a rookie, that's where you want to go uh, with Greg Popovich and um, go get developed there. Uh, Going to be a good fit for the long term. And then the Kings at number 12, Aaron Naismith, um, got injured for the second half of the season, but before injury, 23 points a game, five rebounds, and 52% from three. So they need another shooter, no Bogdanovich. Uh, so Aaron Naismith going to the Kings. Uh, Pelicans, 13 uh, Kyra Lewis, uh, need a new point guard, but, uh, Lewis has top 10 buzz. So take him if he's available, uh, 14, uh, Boston Celtics, precious Archie Wu. Oh, I, I messed that up, Matt. Arch. Achua. Achua. Precious Achua. I don't know. It's close. He is very precious and the Celtics will take him. Um, Reports that they're enamored with him, so I think Precious goes to Boston. And then number 15, the Orlando Magic. Uh, Sadiq Bey, uh, excellent three-point shooter. Uh, Magic, uh, you're no good. Take whatever's available. Uh, take Bay. 
man, just trash on every team. You're no good. <laughs> You're trash. That's what we do ah. here. Uh, <laughs> um, at, at 11, I've got San Antonio taking Sadiq Bay from Villanova. Um, at number 12, at 12 was Sacramento. So, so uh, you said Naismith, Braxton, and Mason, you said Vessel, right? That's who you got going to Sacramento? Yes. Uh, yes. So we all know how Sacramento likes to play their drafts, you know, in the past. They, they draft centers, right? They draft centers. They love the big man. They don't develop them well, which, you know. That's why they're trash. I mean, they don't develop anyone well. Uh, that's, that's not that, cut them short. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's so fair. I mean, we know this is why Sacramento is in turmoil every single year. I've got them going with center, and I've got them taking Isaiah Stewart from Washington. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. He, wow. This is a, a guy at 6'9", 250 pounds. He had 17 points a game, eight rebounds a game, but two blocks a game this past season. And Sacramento, why not pick another center? But really, they could use some help at center. I mean, even though they've got, you know, the whole team centers, not really. I still think they could use some help, and I'm going another center. Uh, with the New Orleans pick, I've got Devin Vassell from Florida State. The Boston pick, I've got R.J. Hampton. And then the Orlando pick, I've got Patrick Williams, who, you know, may not even be there if, if Chicago gets him at four. Um so yeah, that's that's how we're see now we're we're all starting to get pretty different now. We're now we're it's all going all different directions. Mason it's starting to get um, It is. Oh, this is where it gets great. So we're now here at the back half of this, the sixteen through twenty. So this sixteen pick was acquired last night, Houston, um, from Portland. We've got Minnesota who got it uh from Brooklyn uh, a while back, Dallas at eighteen, Brooklyn uh, from the seventy sixers at nineteen, and Miami at twenty. So Mason. What will the Houston Rockets do with number 16 in their potential rebuild of a franchise? Okay, so we're going to assume here that the Rockets are fully planning on trading James Harden and Russell Westbrook, right? Okay, yeah. That is what I am assuming that is it's going to happen, and they have no first-round picks, so they traded them all the way to OKC, which is amazing. But... If you don't have a lot of first-round picks, what do you have to do with the first-round picks you have? You have to swing entirely for the fences. So I have them taking R.J. Hampton, who he's a classic, what I call, thunder pick, um, meaning high upside. You don't know too much about him because either A, didn't play much in college, or B, he played overseas. Um, Hampton played overseas instead of going to college. Um, but he's insanely athletic. He has a lot of abilities. You just don't know how he fares against uh, reasonable competition. So I have him going to the Rockets and uh, them just banking on the upside of RJ Hampton. At 17, I have Precious, Precious, Precious um, <laughs> Achua, um, the power forward from Memphis, who y'all have both talked about before. Um, I think he slips a little bit. I think he's a perfect fit with Cat, uh, just being a really good power, power forward, um, weak side defender at the rim. I think he fits really well there. At number 18, I have Dallas taking, I'm going to completely mess up his name, but it's uh, Alexi uh, Pokusevsky. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was good, huh? Yeah. I, I had a. I had to try to phonetically go about the name right. But, I mean, besides him being the most Dallas player in the draft, meaning he's European, a um, little bit underrated, uh, 
I think he could be a really nice fit in Dallas. He's listed at seven foot, a little bit under 200 pounds. So some people consider him, consider him a center. Some consider him a power forward. But they say he has a skill set of a wing player, which is awesome. He can hit an open three-point shot, which you're going to pair that with Luka Doncic. You could find anyone on the court open within half a step. Like He could be a really nice piece in Dallas. Maybe not in the first two years, but year three, year four, once he's put on a little bit of weight and can go against NBA-sized players, he could be a really nice piece. So I'm really hoping he goes to Dallas there. Then at 19, I have Brooklyn uh, taking Jalen Smith, the uh, forward center from Maryland. Um, I just see him being a really great role player. They already have guys like Kyrie and Katie. Right, there's talks of them adding James Harden to that mix. But even if they don't, they they have two superstars who can lead them deep in the playoffs. They just need role players. So this Jalen Smith, he's really good at getting rebounds, playing a little bit of defense. Um, he can kind of learn under the wing while playing with both DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen, assuming that neither of them get traded or leave the team. Um I just think he'd be a really nice role player for them. Again, he won't be, I don't think he'll be a superstar, but a great role player. And that's what you're looking for late in the first round. And then going with that same philosophy, Miami, I have them taking Trey Jones. They don't have a point guard of the future per se. Yes, they have Kendrick Nunn and they also have Gordon Dravic, but they need someone else. I think Trey Jones is someone who can come in off the bench Control the offense well enough, right? Get the ball to the playmakers that they have in Hero and uh, Jimmy Butler um, and Bam, um, while also playing really good defense from a point guard position. So I think he's a nice fit in Miami, and that's where that's where I have him going at twenty. All right, uh, Houston coming at sixteen. Mason and I, we had the same pick. Uh, R.J. Hampton. A good three-point shooter, excellent ball handler. If you're, we're, ba- we're basing off this as Harden leaving, so you're going to need a three-point uh, specialist. 17, Minnesota Wolves. I got a, a big man, Jalen Smith, a modern big, skilled, hits threes, blocks, plays heads up, uh, so get someone in there with Cat. 18, Matt, your Mavericks, Cole Anthony. Uh, I know he had a rough season at UNC, but he's a good ball handler and can drive. Uh, put him next to Luka. The Nets, uh, Isaiah Stewart, a monster frame, can control paint, control the paint, um, get offensive boards. So I think that's a really nice fit, especially for KD and Kyrie down in Brooklyn. And then 20, the defending Eastern Conference champs, Miami Heat. I got Tyrese Maxey, uh, compact score, um, score first guard. Uh, he needs to work on his outside shot, but a uh, good pick for the Heat, who are coming off a great season this last year. All right, with my 16, with Houston, you trade Covington. This is a team that has uh, lived and died by the three. We'll still probably follow the same uh, game plan with coach, new coach Stephen Silas. I'm going, you had him at 12 and 13. I've got Aaron Naismith going, dropping down to Houston, a guy that has a great field uh, free throw shooter, shot 52% last year on threes. Uh, this, guy, this guy can play. At 17, I have got from Serbia, uh, Alexei Pope. 
Mason, you want to say his last name for me? <laughs> Pokovitsky. Pokovitsky. There we go. Um, at 18 for the Mavericks, um, I've got Tyrese Maxey from Kentucky. 19, I've got Robert Woodard, the second from Mississippi State, a small forward going to Brooklyn. And with Miami, I've got them taking a point guard from Alabama, Carol Lewis Jr. Uh, Mason. All right, we we're going to the twenty-one through twenty-five, and there's been a lot of a lot going on with these picks. The twenty-first pick, the 76ers got from OKC uh, a while back. Twenty-two, Denver got from Houston a while back. Twenty-three is Utah. Twenty-four is the New Orleans pick from Milwaukee from last night, and twenty-five, OKC got from Denver a while back. Um, Mason. 76ers, a team that's got so much money poured into their starting lineup. When will they ever get a ring? Will they get a ring with this group? Who are they taking at 21? I mean, the simple answer is no. They're not winning with Simmons and Embiid on the roster at the same time, much less Josh Richardson or Tobias Harris taking up a ton of cap space with Al Horford, also a lot of money. But besides the point, um, they showed in the bubble – that they are no longer fully committed to Ben Simmons being the point guard for them. Um, So I have them taking Cole Anthony. Again, mentioned it the round before. He's someone who can drive in. He can distribute well. I think he's a good fit there because of what they have um, in the rest of the lineup. But that's who I have them taking. Then Denver, I have them taking Isaiah Stewart. You mentioned it. He is a massive big, a large frame, someone who can really control the paint. Um, I think he'd be the perfect backup to someone like Jokic whenever he comes out or whenever you need to be a little bit more physical. Um, I think he can come in and bully some people. I think he's a good fit in Denver. Um, Utah, I have them taking Josh Green, the wing from Arizona. He is really good defensively um not as good offensively but that's okay because you have someone by the name of donovan mitchell um on that team right who is insanely good on offense um and green can cover up some of those deficiencies on defense so again another really nice fit there then new orleans i have them taking tyrell terry the point guard from stanford Um, Some consider him the best shooter of the entire draft, which I talked about it earlier with your own's first pick. What you have to pick now is people who can space the court for Zion, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. That's your core. You want people who can space it a little bit more, uh, can shoot, and that is who Terry is. Um, I think he's a nice fit there. And then at 25, I have OKC taking one of their uh, signature Thunder picks. And by that, I mean very athletic wing, um, high potential, but very low floor, could bust. Think Ferguson, think, um, oh, the other guard from Kentucky. I can't can't think of his name right now. But anyway. Oh, Thunder? Yes. um, Like number eight or whatever. But. Um, I have them taking Tyrese Maxey from Kentucky, right? He's the, he's the same prototype of insanely athletic, high potential, underperformed in college. But if he hits, he will hit really well. So that's who I have the thunder. If he falls to them, I think they're thrilled. They take him on the spot, especially 
for the backup pick at 28. All right, 21-76ers. I got Desmond Bain, a, a deadly three-point shooter. Sixers could use that. And then the 22 pick, the 2021 NBA champions, the Denver Nuggets uh, taking Tyrell Terry. Uh, as you said, Mason, one of the best shooters, if not the best in the league. Uh, and 23, the Utah Jazz, uh, we're on the same page here. Josh Green, a talented two-way, great defender. Uh, does need to work on a little bit of a shot, but they've got Donovan Mitchell for the offensive part. And then 24, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. I got Robert Woodard, uh, big combo forward. He can hit an open three. Then OKC with the 25th pick, uh, Jaden McDaniels. I know, tall, 6'10", beauty, quick and graceful. Uh, not the most efficient, but still a 6'10", graceful man. All right, at 21, um, I agree with you, Mason. I'm, I'm going Cole Anthony from North Carolina. Um, at 22 for Denver, I've got Jalen Smith, power forward from Maryland. Uh, at 23, um, point guard from France, I've got Theo uh, Maldon uh, going to Utah. I've got another point guard going to New Orleans at 24, Nico Mannion um, from Arizona. And then I agree with you, Braxton, for Oklahoma City. I'm going Jaden McDaniels, the power forward from Washington. All right, and let's wrap this up. Mace at 26 through 30, we've got Boston. we got the Knicks. We've got the pick from the Clippers. OKC, who just this week got the pick from the Lakers. Toronto's pick at 29, and another Boston pick, this one getting from Milwaukee. Uh, so Boston got two picks in these final five. Mason. Who are the Celtics taking at 26? I have this pick going to Detroit, again, with the trade I mentioned earlier. <laughs> um, but I have Malachi Flynn going here, the point guard from San Diego State University. Um, again, right now, Detroit, they don't have a ton of future pieces. Uh, they have Derrick Rose for one more year at point guard. You get your point guard of the future with this pick. Um, I think he fits well. Then with the Knicks, I have them taking uh, Leandro uh, Balmaro, um, the four or the guard from Barcelona. Um, I think they go Europe twice in this draft. They really try to hit with one of them. Has a ton of potential. He could be really, really good. Um, if not, again, you're the Knicks. You're not going to be good this next year or probably the year <laughs> following. So you take potential. Um, Okay, see, I have, I have them think, uh, taking Theo Maladon, the point guard from France. Um, as we mentioned earlier, he's really toolsy. He can play both on and off ball. I think he would fit well with SGA. Um, and OKC is not going to be good for the next couple of years either. So you take, you take the high potential guys and hope that some of them hit. Um, 29. I have Toronto. Now here's where things get a little bit different. Toronto is currently competing at a high level. So that's why I think that they take Desmond Bain. He is a senior wing from TCU. So he is a lot older than anyone else who I have had gone in this draft. Um, and he is really good on defense. And he can knock down a three um, when you need him to. So for a championship contender, that Toronto is, this is a really nice pickup late in the first round. And then Boston, I have them taking Isaiah Joe. Similar mindset, a little bit younger, a little bit less proven, 
but he is a really good three-point shooter from Arkansas, um, and he can play a little bit of D, and he'd be really nice coming off of Boston's bench. All right, 26, Boston Celtics. Uh, I got Elijah Hughes, uh, talented, can score outside or inside the paint. And then uh, New York Knicks, uh, take anyone, take whoever's available, it doesn't matter. Uh, you're not going to be good. So uh, you do need a point guard. Uh, there are shooting concerns with Trey Jones, but um, very good defender, so he can put himself in that starting lineup soon. And then uh, OKC, I think Cassius Stanley, a uh, great transition, uh, got some good bounce and can hit an open three. Uh, Raptors coming in at 29. Uh, I got Paul Reed, good length, can defend rim. Why not just get another big man at uh, 20 or later picks? Might end up trading it. Uh, then the Celtics coming in at 30. Zeke Najee, uh, 6'10", great scoring touch, uh, good for a um, good for rebounding 6'10", so you better be able to rebound. Um, I'm sure these late picks in the draft will get traded um, around, but yeah, that's my 1 through 30 NBA draft picks. Nice. Well, as uh, I accidentally exit out of my tab, so you know, I got to pull mine back up for these final <laughs> five picks. I, you know, keeping the suspense. This is what it is. Um, <laughs> all right. Got to love a slow computer. All right, at, at 26, um, let's see. Let's go. All right, 26 going to Boston. I've got Xavier Tillman. Actually, I've got back-to-back-to-back picks of centers right here because we know that's going to happen. Um, Boston taking Xavier Tillman from Michigan State. Now, when you're the Knicks at 27, again, you, you're going to get booed still. Um, I'm, I, I have the Knicks mindset when I made this pick. Uh, because obviously this player is not going to go in the first round, but the Knicks would take him if he was. We know him so well. We, we've seen him in the Big 12. I'm going with center Yudoka Azebuke to the Knicks. Really? <laughs> in the first wow. round. This is a Knicks move right here because a move that he shouldn't be in the first round, but the Knicks will make him in the first round. So I'm going as a bouquet in the first round. And I know it's not going to happen, but it's it'd be hilarious if it does. You watch, I'll be laughing. I've got OKC taking another center from Minnesota, Daniel Oturu. Um, and then I've got Toronto at 29 taking Josh Green from Arizona. And Boston to round it out, uh, Leandro Balmaro, um, shooting guard. Uh, guys, look, this is going to be such a good draft tomorrow night. I know we'll all be watching a lot of changes. We'll see what pieces are made. And I, again, like I said, I believe there'll be another major trade right before this draft starts tomorrow night. Um, but how are we feeling? We got our picks down. I mean, what are some shockers real quick? I mean, anything that stood out to you? I know as a bouquet, I'll just say it even for me, shocking saying it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for you guys here and everyone else's picks, I mean, any big disagreements, Mason, anything, anything you take away from this? I mean, I think Jaden McDaniels goes a lot higher than what y'all think. But, again, everything else, you really get past those first three picks. Then you can really debate the next maybe eight picks after that. But from 11 to 30, it's anyone's guess. It it could go any different ways. So, no, nothing too shocking to me besides your big <laughs> Just, no, I'm just ready. <laughs> I'm yeah. just ready to see the mellow ball go number one. 
Yeah? Just ready for that. <laughs> and then I'm going to turn off my TV and watch something else. Oh, yikes, yikes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Mace, man, it was good having you on. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. You know, thanks sharing for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. Now, what Mason, what people don't know is, you know, me, me and Mason, uh, you know, it's a couple of our other friends, Connor, Caleb, who we're going to be on tonight, but uh, uh, weren't able to make it. Uh, you know, we golf. So Mason's Mason's my golf partner, and I hope his picks are better than his chipping. So, um, God, I hope well, so too. <laughs> Lord, do you beat Sorry. him at golf, Matt? Who who's better at golfing, Mason? Oh, or Matt? Matt's definitely better. Matt, I'll tell you how to take a jab at him. My golf game is I will be able to focus really well for about four holes, and I'll be I'll be the best player on four holes, and then the other sixteen, <laughs> I am by far the worst. Sixteen? You mean? Or 14, 14. whichever. <laughs> whichever. Too many beers deep. <laughs> Too many beers deep already hey. through four. Hey, but you know, me and Mason, we were teammates against Caleb and Connor. We won a best of five series, so he's a good teammate. Hell yeah, Can't take did. too much jabs. He he has saved me uh, many times. So, um, but yeah, Mace, thanks for being on, brother. I mean, that really, we're, we're excited about these picks. We'll be, I'm sure we'll be texting. We'll all be texting uh, to see who's got the most right. But uh, this is exciting. It starts tomorrow, fellas. We get ready for a new season. Big things happening tomorrow night. I'm excited. Yeah, thank you for coming on, Mason. Uh, Matt, anything else to add uh, before we leave? Uh, nope. This will probably all change by tomorrow, by the time we post this. But it's probably already changed. We yeah, yeah, no, nothing big tonight. <laughs> hopefully but, no uh, late night deals. Yeah, hopefully. I haven't seen any. All right, well, uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and literally anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brats. And stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers and Brats. For Matt and I, thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe.